1: Under the sea, did it
3: just get warmer?
1: There'll be no accusations, just friendly crustaceans. Under the sea, where the hell are the sharks?
0: And now, here's your dive guide for scuba radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome, this is the world's
2: first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. What a special show! that we have for you today this is truly unique uh, first time ever that uh, i have been worthy of attending rum night at the watson weston in south florida with uh, the dive god neil neil how you doing buddy
1: man i'm doing fantastic this is such a special night for me i'm telling you i'm i'm sitting with my best buddies um we're talking this is the dives industry's creations of where we are today
2: that's right we got neil watch on the dive god and we're sitting out on his gazebo with some uh, of the who's who of the dive industry let's just work around the room who do you got next to you neil oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and by the way remember that's, it's that's, it's rum night so uh, there could andy be DeHart. people okay andy andy, andy how you doing buddy good to see you again how, how you doing I'm the, I'm the novice here i'm the rookie yeah but he brought a bottle of rump so he fit into the crowd quite well so you know there's been a little drinking going on everybody's slightly socially lubricated which makes things a little bit more you know it's kind of like doing the radio show without a safety net you hear what i'm saying there neil yes okay on my left we have tech tech clark yes yes tech clark tech how you doing buddy
0: great good to see you
2: good to, see, to you. see you yeah he brought rum too uh diplomatico lad. i believe was his bottle of rum of choice and then lad. next to him was lad atkins lad right akins yeah lad atkins or akins 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 what did i say atkins? you said Atkins, like it's the we the, have a safety net yeah that's right and it's lad literally just of fell the off seat. the gazebo because he had such <laughs> good rum because peter he hughes. brought such good peter Hughes is here <laughs> peter hughes but as uh, people on Scoop Radio know him as... Uh, Captain, Captain Slate. Captain Slate from Key Largo, yes. yes. Yes, indeed, and...
1: Oh, my God. What? John Englander. Yes. I mean, this... I, I, I'm telling you, this is like the who's who of diving. It event. is. It's like...
2: How many uh, years of uh, dive uh, certification did we uh, add up to? We added up 370. Of all of us to, to co- combine, the years we've been diving, yeah, uh, we certified added, divers.
1: We added you with that deductible. <laughs> yeah,
2: so I brought the average down, that's for sure. Mine was like in the 30-something oh, or yeah, 40 yeah. or whatever, but these oh, guys are like wow. 50, 80, 60. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah, the, the real deal. And I, yeah. I feel honored to be just be sitting amongst this group, let alone drinking am, some good I rum. I am
1: honored sitting among this group.
2: You're honored to guy be guy. sitting amongst yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. No. <laughs> these guys. No, I know. I, these no. are your buds, right? My but, buds. Yeah, yeah, but but you guys are the, the one. I mean, Captain Slate was our first guest on Scuba Radio. And, uh, you know, I remember watching, you know, reading Skin Diver magazine back in the day. Go, who is this wacky guy feeding fish with his face? We got to get him on the show. This would be a great radio show. And let alone, uh, was he a great interview? But he's lived up to the crazy that I I pictured back in the day, he's he's delivered then some. You know, Andy brought up something earlier in the evening, and he said, you know, it's kind of weird when you uh, meet your idols. And, you know, Slate was one of those for me, and, and maybe for you too, Andy. Is that, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I read Skindiver
3: Magazine when I was a teenager, saw all these guys. They're legends. They always say never
2: meet your heroes. Every one of the heroes I've met here tonight is amazing. We've been they, they far exceeded what we expected, and I mean that in a good way. When I say Captain Slate feeding fish with his face, yeah, he's, he might be a little off, but hey, that's what that's your charm, Captain Slate. You hear what I'm saying? But he said su- he said su- it's such an honor to be able to hang with someone like that who. Who everybody has seen and inspired people like me to want to learn how to dive and go see and hang with the critters, go to Key Largo and just see what else they have down there, or let alone Peter Hughes, which you know, you know, the liver liveaboard diving king. Right, Neil? What do you think?
1: Well actually Peter really screwed up the Live aboard.
2: What? Here we well, go. No, no. Now, see, there was no, a little competition no. between no. Peter and Neil back in the day. They were talking about this earlier, and uh, Peter made a comment. You know, hey, you know, back in the day, uh, I, how can we say this on the air and get away with it, Peter? When you heard about Neil uh, and his operation, you were going to start one in the Bahamas too, and 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 he threatened you, or or you threatened him. What happened? Well, he just uh, he he didn't make me feel real welcome by telling me if I showed up down there. First thing you do was sink my boat. Yes. Okay. Well, that's that's not, that's not quite li- uh, quite like a handshake. That's no, for sure. So then, then somebody asked me what I thought about that, and I said, "Well, I don't think I'm going to be scared of some little boy in the Bahamas." Yeah. Okay. And then it was downhill from there, or uphill, I guess, depending yeah, on your perspective. I, I, because I, I, they became good friends and hung think, out. And
1: think, uh,
2: Peter was in, in uh, doing
1: his dive operation and uh wherever he (laughs) he came up with this stupid idea putting like 16 or 18 people on a boat you know which is like crazy i was putting 40 and And you're like he can't make
2: money doing that he he screwed up
1: everything (laughs) freaking guy
2: yeah, he he was doing going for more of an upscale kind of thing, and you had a good thing going, and he came in and kind of screwed you over a little it, bit there it for wasn't a while.
1: Upscale it was normal. We were like,
2: <laughs> well, okay, all right, but yep, yeah, yeah he, he, you know, Peter was, uh, you know, he had a reputation for doing high end uh, catering to a little more customized kind of uh, thing, which made I you don't know, it was a different uh, thing when he came in uh, to the industry, I guess, right? No. Okay. So there's still a little bit of that tension between Neil and Peter after all oh, these listen, years.
1: Listen, Peter, Peter and I were like bitter enemies. We were like little bitty roosters circling us up. And like for some reason we were like a trade show uh, somewhere and we were like forced to sit next to each other. Yeah. And we were forced to talk to each other. Right. And we were drinking. And the when we drank. And then when we talked to each other, by the end of the night, we were freaking like best buds. There you go. And we had been for like
2: it was, it was like the original rum 30 night
1: or forty years. Yeah, yeah and
2: that. so yeah, you know, once a month, uh, yeah. this team or a very vari- variation thereof get together in uh, South Florida, and, and you, you guys get together, and, and they were nice enough to you know invite me to come along what and I'm listen. So it-
1: freaking John englander Yeah. I mean, this guy talking about a legend. I mean, he started UNEXO. He was um CEO of gusto Society right. when Jacques died. And uh just one of my best friends forever and a legend I can't even talk about what this guy's accomplished.
2: Well, everybody uh here, with the exception of myself. <laughs> has quite You're a track a record. You're well, thank nothing. you. Thank you, Neil. That means so <laughs> much coming from you. Our... That just talked to us I, I'm famous people. On, and I'll, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm very yeah, good with that. Okay. You guys that's make good. me feel minuscule, but okay. uh, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's an honor just to be included in this uh yeah, the, it the should class. be. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, we, we we can stop now. We're, we're I, I'm yeah. get I get it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we can. And you to know go up? What I mean, oh, Tech moon. Clark, yeah, Tech is a good guy. Absolutely, he's he's done. Uh, you know, when I uh, did my instructor training in Pro Dive, uh, Tech yeah. was doing stuff there uh, in Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, me and Tech go way back. You got you the podcast, of legendary podcast. We're being nobody
1: with <laughs> such talent, such important. <laughs>
2: people oh i feel great being nobody i do i do it's like every other saturday on this (laughs) goofy little show we've been doing for 26 years you know that's what happens when you get together with dive legends you get your balls busted just a little bit but hey you go with it you know especially when you're hanging with quality people like this we got more coming up next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving all right let's get another drink
0: Worldwide Scuba Radio Network.
3: Does diving in the Florida Keys for free sound too good to be true? It's not. Dive to make a difference and clean our seas in the second annual Trash Derby Dives, May 2nd through 5th. Sponsored by iCare and the National Marine Sanctuary Foundation. Win big prizes for bringing up the most trash. Free spots with dive operators from Key Largo to Key West are available now. Get details and sign up at iCareTrashDerby.com. Brought to you by the Monroe County Tourist Development Council.
0: Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive,
2: dive, dive. Uh, what do you do, Tommy?
4: I'm a diver.
2: What do you dive for?
4: I'm a thing for all the wrecks.
1: <laughs> Oh, then you've come to the right place.
4: Far from the frenzy of the frantic world above, to beneath the blue,
1: could even fall in love,
0: bobbing along, singing a song, off the bottom of the beautiful briny, shimmery, shiny, beautiful briny sea.
2: This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Look, it's rub night. We're taping the show right now uh, on the uh, back porch of the Watson Weston in South Florida with Neil Watson, the dive god. And uh, I feel honored hanging with this crowd of uh, diving dignitaries. We got Tech Clark, Lad Atkins, we got Peter Hughes, we got uh, Captain Slate, Peter Huge. <laughs> I, we were talking before we actually started recording. Uh, it was like, you know, people, uh, the kids today don't even know who these diving pioneers are, you know, because we don't have Skin Diver magazine like we did back in the day. And uh, we had one place where people would read this magazine and they know who's who in the dive industry. And and now everything's so fractured. And, you know, you hear about us talking a little bit about the pioneers on scuba radio here and then, but not nearly to the level it used to be when you just had, you know, a go-to thing like Skin Diver. And you'd read about these guys for for months and then maybe you'd be fortunate enough to go down and and dive with them on a liveaboard or visit them in the Florida Keys or in the Bahamas like Neil and uh we we just don't have that today so the kids coming up in the dive industry have kind of lost some of the pioneers and in, in, in some of their stories unfortunately and I said to Peter I said well look hey, you know they may you may not be quite as you know, prominent with the kids like you were back in your heyday when you, you know, I mean Peter was aboard diving when he was doing this thing back in the day, and I said, but on Scuba Radio they know you as Peter Huge because he does that <laughs> little identification line for us, and and so you know all is not lost or maybe yeah. it is Neil. What do you think? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, you know the thing is when you have someone like Neil and Peter and Captain Slate. You know, in in the history of even doing scuba radio for 26 years, there's very few interviews I remember because it's such a blur, and and I can't believe we've been doing the show for 26 years. But I remember your first appearance on the show, Neil. Do you? Yes, I do. Do you remember what you uh, told me? Yeah, you're a loser. <laughs> no, that was the last segment. That wasn't your first interview. That was just where we are today. But if we go back in time, I vividly, I remember your first uh, interview on the show. It was after I had uh, Captain Slate, who was our first guest on Scuba Radio, and I told Slate, uh, you know, I'm looking for other people to be on our show, uh, and and I, I don't remember if I brought up Neil Watson, or you might have brought up Neil Watson, I think, yeah, and he God. said, you need to talk to this guy. He's crazy as all these world records. And I looked it up. You had like four Guinness book of world records, longest scuba dive, you know, 66 miles on scuba, deepest air dive, three hundred thirty or 437 feet and all this crazy. I say, like, okay, of course, let's get them on. So we get you on the air and I, re, I and I, I go through all your world records, uh, as we're introdu- introducing you to, um, you know, our audience on scuba radio. I said, you've done this, you've done that. You broke your, you know, like 10 bricks of, concrete while your head was on fire via karate chop or some crazy thing i said well, what do you do in you you know i mean how, how did you get to to do all this stuff and you said well it keeps me off the streets at night absolutely <laughs> yeah but, and i was like yeah what well, well, i'm sitting here i'm sitting here left
1: left right 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 yeah i have i have the most talented Friggin' people in the diving industry in my little 10 to 12 gazebo. Yeah. Drinking rum. Because they want to be near the dive god. With you and the dive god. And this is so
2: friggin' special. It is. It is special. I, I love it. I, there, it's a love fest, isn't it? It's a drunken love fest. That's it's what rum does. It brings else? people together. Here. Well, Don't cry again. <laughs> oh. well, lad
1: just brought me a tissue. To yes, cry. he did. <laughs> oh, hey,
2: is it is for you to wipe your tears or something else? <laughs> no, he just put a bottle but, of lotion in front of you. What the, the, the hell's t- that all about? The other side.
1: Oh my God! The, the other side of the story. <laughs> yeah. Is if we had long enough to talk about bad stories, bad. I could talk about some really bad stories about all my buddies.
2: Yes, you could. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and some <laughs> of them have already been uh, discussed that we can't really well, share. You, you know, know, there's some right, things. Right. Uh, you, know, so, but. you know, I mean, sitting here and wait. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. I, I can't is. believe it. It's and I inv- invited you here, yeah, uh, only because uh,
3: <laughs>
1: under duress,
3: exactly. <laughs> right? Uh, who
1: who paid you off, or when, when did well, you lose a bet, or what know, happened? Somebody said, Neil, I'm going to have so much talent, yeah, at this show that you should come here. Uh huh. But you have to pay
2: me big bucks. Rum for life. Rum for life. Rum. Deal. A deal. It's a rum a Rum mermaid for life rum. for you. What? Kind? What's that? Mermaid rum. Mermaid rum. I hear mermaid rum is your favorite kind of rum. Well, I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you back in the out. day uh, when they started these uh, rum, now, well, they've been going on for years, and we've actually had uh, remotes where Neil would call up from rum night. Here in South Florida, and I, I sent down a bottle of Mermaid Rum back in the day as a gift, and like, hey, come on the show and tell us what you thought, and and they tasted the rum, and it's crap, is kind of what came back. But uh, eh, you know, it didn't work out the way we thought, but it made for radio gold. So crap. that's what it's all about, right? Crap, habit. but <laughs> we have on my right. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Yes. Friend. Okay. Andy and Tim Slate, uh, Peter Hughes. Uh, he has more to say than us. Well, he talked well, to him. Well, I will, but I wanted to share the story about Peter, his first uh, appearance on Scuba Peter. Radio. Remember what he was talking about? Do you happen to remember that, Neil? No. He was. Uh, he came on the show. To, he had you just come back from a killer whale diving experience where you were snorkeling with killer whales. I don't know if you remember this, Peele. You probably it's probably like an every year occurrence for you. But but you came on the air, and I, and and you said, uh, yeah, I, w- I just got back from some place where you you swam with a pod of killer whales, and I'm like, wow, that. I mean, whose list is that not on, right? And I say, Peter, what's the deal? I mean, what was it like? He goes, well, Greg, you know, it's magnificent. Everybody wants to do it. You're right. He goes, but then in your mind, you remember they're called killer whales. And you relieve yourself just a little bit in your wetsuit there. But kind of gave it a whole new meaning there. But see, you know, those are the kind of stories we've been able to document on the air and, and hang back and reflect on. It's pretty awesome. Pretty amazing stuff. And we're going to just keep on uh, drinking and, I think, reset next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Good speech. Nice and short. Needs more time for drinking. <laughs>
0: Break out the ale, He's been a
2: Just 9 degrees north of the equator lies a cluster of islands that stretch for 600 miles in the Pacific Ocean. Yap, the land of stone money, provides a level of marine biodiversity, culture, history, people, and natural beauty that'll leave you in awe. With miles of unspoiled reefs and very few visitors, divers will enjoy having an entire reef to themselves. Plus, Yap's world-famous resident population of manta rays make for a bucket list dive experience that's great year-round. Plan your visit to Yap now by going to visityap.com. That's visit Yap.com.
3: Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy to use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full color, multi gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater.
0: The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Super
2: radio. Dive, dive, dive. Okay, who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the tomb first? We're just going to wait here for a little
4: while until so things quiet down, if you don't mind.
0: You're going down... the diving You're going
2: this is the world's first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master all right so we have had to regroup because the uh rum was flowing uh forcefully there as you heard uh towards the end of the last segment and i figured we be- we better turn the recorder off and just go back to the studio because this is this is getting ugly uh, it was very entertaining don 't get me wrong, and boy, do I got some stories that i 'll never be able to share on scuba radio ever but that 's one of the uh, many benefits of hanging with uh diving uh legends like neil watson Peter Hughes I mean, oh my gosh, I mean that was just uh what a treat, and you got a little taste of what rum night is like down there in South Florida. We might have to try to do that again and see if I can uh, have a little bit more discipline than I had because I was sounding like a mess by the end of that as well. But good times, as divers do when they can't drink, they have a tendency to uh, drink like fish. And when you're hanging around a crowd like that, God knows what's going to come out. And, uh, you know, it'll trickle out over the next few weeks, more of that uh, craziness. But let's uh, diverge just a little bit into more diving news and head across the pond. For uh with uh Roz from the UK. Roz, how you doing? What's going
4: on? Hello, Greg. How you doing? I am Are you doing uh, me in the
2: middle of my doing the washing up. Well, I, I, washing up, uh drying out, uh a little bit of that. Yeah, we had a little too much uh, uh rum there with the with the boys and <laughs> we were having a good time. Yeah. Only only person missing was you, Roz. You would have been a nice uh nice um you know uh, addition. To the uh, to rum night, maybe we'll have to make that happen in the future. Would you be up for hanging out and drinking rum with a bunch of diving celebs or legends like Uh, that? What do you think?
4: I'd love to. I've had drinks with Neil and with Peter Hughes. And you can't talk uh, about
2: all that. You can't talk about any of it, can you?
4: (laughs) They're clearly, clearly very, very good friends of long standing, and it's just a joy to just sit there and watch and listen.
2: Exactly. It is a treat in itself, uh, and we're going to have to make that happen. But, you you know, you've been busy, and, and especially across the pond. I mean, you know, Roz has her fins in all kinds of different projects, whether it's, you know, diving, marketing, that kind of thing. But your main gig right now is actually working for the U.K., Uh, well I don't know, is it military or what is it exactly?
4: Yeah, it is. It's out. It's hot water. It's um working with uh the services, the armed services, and making sure that their divers are safe yeah when they go diving and you're in your that
2: that. right and your main gig is you go around to dive shops they're across the pond in the uk and you uh you go in and you talk to the owners and the managers and just making uh make sure they got all their ducks in a row as far as safety equipment and how they're running the shop and that kind of thing or what exactly
4: um it's making sure that their diving safety management systems are safe and it's across the globe not just the uk oh okay um yeah. And, uh, it, you know, January is a good time um, for us because we're actually not on the road at the moment. We're actually um, busy sorting out our paperwork and our audits for the year. Right. So we're doing a catch-up. So we're all getting our first aid training back up to speed again. Um, and we're going to get our oxygen admin done. And we're reviewing all our procedures and our systems of work and stuff.
2: Yeah. It's and, the beginning um, of the year, and it's time to make an assessment, as they say. Yeah. Right?
4: Um, yeah, and um, the dive centres out there, this is the time when they sort out all this kind of thing and they've got a bit of quiet time before it all kicks off where they'll be looking at their risk assessments, their project plans. They'll look at their emergency action plans and just check all their equipment and the first aid kits and make sure that everything's ready to go for the for the season for the divers. Right. Which is... Um, Good
2: thing. Yeah, it sounds like an excellent thing. Now, is it all voluntary or are you going in there and you're you're uh, making an assessment? You're looking at their plans and like, hey, guys, uh, you need to work on this. And if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Or is it just like you're consulting? How how does it work in that regard from your perspective? What do you think?
4: We are sent by the Navy to go and do this.
2: Yeah. So it's all, um, it a, the, 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 you have a stick that you could use if no, they don't no, get no, in line or no. what?
4: No, no, seriously, that's the last thing that we do, Greg.
2: Okay, just checking. Um, yeah,
4: we 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 work with the centre, and it's nice seeing identified good practice. And you look at all the across the safety across the board, and you say, "Hey, you're doing this really well, and you're doing this really well." And this is somewhere that you could improve, right? And this is somewhere that actually you're not doing properly. And you know, here's the reference, and this is what you ought to consider doing.
2: Yeah. You're just trying to keep them from having a problem in the future, and here's uh, what yes. we suggest if you want to clean yes. up this uh, potential you know, problem that we see uh, with, yeah. with a particular process or whatever. Yeah, I get it. Oh, and that sounds like a, a good way to go uh, about we it. We work with yeah. some
4: really, really awesome dive centers who are absolutely terrific at what they do yeah um and it's a two-way it's a you You don't use a big stick you never right. get anything good out of a big stick
2: yeah it's fun to watch i mean if you want to whack someone upside the head and film it but that's yeah, that's probably just me isn't it that's more of it's an american you, thing i think
4: it's you, greg
2: <laughs> yeah i know
4: taking the pills mate
2: yeah well it, it that could be the rum Uh, lingering a little bit there. Sorry about that, Rob. I
4: think so. Yeah. It's your inside voice coming out.
2: Yes. It it comes out way too often. That's for sure. Now, how long does it take you to do an assessment of a dive shop when you go in there and, and you have your, uh, plan? Do you just go in there and it takes you a couple hours or you hang out for a whole day or what? Three days. Three days. Wow. So you just go and kind of uh, observe or, or check their books and everything or just talk to them, the manager or all the above.
4: All of the above. There's yep. lots of ways that you do it. Mm-hmm. There's lots of interesting conversations, and you look at documentation and you say, "How do you do business? Show me. Show me what you do. Show me how you do it." Right. Um, and um, we get to see some really cool practices being done. It's, uh-huh. it's great.
2: And that that happens at the uh, at the dive shop when you go and uh, do yeah. this risk assess uh, assessment process. And then do you like? Okay, it's the end of the day. Hey, let's head over to the pub. And have a cocktail no, or two. and then, No,
4: because it's it's not – it's it, we, this is business.
2: Okay. Well, I was going to say that's where you'll you find out the real story, isn't it?
4: <laughs> it's <laughs> but you business.
2: Don't, okay. I got gotcha. you. She has to keep it on the up and up. I got it. It's an official process. Uh, but, yes, but yeah. it's
4: a very official process. You can't do that, which is interesting after spending all my life – Doing
2: that, all right? That's uh, where all the business gets done at the dive shows, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I entirely agree with you, but not yeah. when we're looking at safety systems.
2: Well understood. You got to separate the two. Now you do have a big dive show coming up, though, in Birmingham, uh, Birmingham. Yeah, so Mark Birmingham.
4: Evans, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it,
4: but no, it's not Birmingham. It's near Birmingham. Near, it's uh, okay. so it's go diving. It's Mark Evans' show. Okay, and uh, he's got some bunch of really interesting photographers speaking. He's got Alex Mustard, who's Um, an awesome photographer and and is heavily involved with the underwater. um, There's an underwater photography competition that he helped launch, Uh which um, is phenomenal. The images that come into it. Um, And then Sally Cartwright, who did Bluebird, she's speaking about safety. She runs, she's a manager at Midlands Diving Chamber. So she's talking. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got new talent coming onto the scene. We've got a girl called Grace coming and speaking, um, Grace Westgard, um, and she's a youth diving advocate and she's an underwater photographer. And it's been really cool watching her. Um, I met her as a young teenager. Gotcha. She's really coming into her own. So those are some of the uh,
2: uh, presenters at the show, and then of course we'll have a show floor with exhibits from all over the world and that kind of thing. That's the Go Diving uh, Now. Go diving now! It's show it's, in March. It's
4: go dive show. Go, yeah, it's dive. go dive show in March. Okay, yeah.
2: beginning of March. There you go. Mark Evans, great guy, and uh, of course Roz will be there too. And you'd have the opportunity to mix and mingle with her. We got more with her next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving.
0: This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. <laughs> Radio. scuba radio radio prepare to rig for dive your surface interval is complete you are now clear to dive with scuba radio scuba radio the world's first radio show devoted to diving scuba
2: radio dive dive dive
0: since you can survive underwater you'll go out and look for food i better go too they don't know what i like Fry, no! The pressure will crush you like a green snake under a sugar cane truck. Not necessarily. This is a chance for Fry to test out my experimental anti-pressure pill. I can't swallow that. Well, then, good news. It's a suppository. Holy diver, you've been down too long in the midnight sea.
2: What's becoming me? This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg, the Dive Master. I'm talking with Roz from the UK. She is uh, she has you know a, a lot of stuff going on around the world, but especially there in the UK. She goes around to these dive shops, makes an assessment, tells them what they need to work on for their safety plans and risk assessment uh, issues, and maybe alert them to some things that. Uh, you know, it's just a good time to do annually. And that's uh, what she does, uh, you know, with the military over there, among amongst many, many other things. And she is usually plugged in pretty well with the dive industry. I, I guess that's been taking your focus lately, though, since Dima, uh, Is that fair there, Roz? Or yeah, what it, it,
4: it is fair, but I've been dealing with work um, more looking at the industry, to be fair. But Dima was very positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was very upbeat, and there was some good business written at the show, which was which was excellent to see. Yeah, we're going to be in an interesting year because over here in the UK we've got cost of living crisis, and we've got an election. You've got an election your end, and mm-hmm. you've got a cost of living crisis.
2: Right? Yeah, um, everything's very expensive. Well, it not seems not, to be going up. It's kind of scary in that regard.
4: But I, I want I, to ask you, Greg, is that at DEMA, and it's going to clash with the Formula One show, and they've had something called a town hall. Right. And I, you know, that's a building to me, so <laughs> what is it?
2: A town hall is a building, uh, that's what they call a building in the UK, huh?
4: Well, it's where um the council will sit.
2: Okay, well, I mean, that's kind of right, but uh, how we say it in the States, a town hall is like an open forum where you have a, you know, like a discussion, bring a bunch of people together, put them in a hall, like a you know a board hall, you know board of directors hall, and then take questions and answers and things like that. So that's a town hall. What we're talking about. And yeah, Dima hosted a couple of those. Uh, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks now about the Formula One race. That was the only. I don't know, it wasn't really negative, but people were questioning, like, how is the DEMA show next year in Vegas going to be affected by the fact that they get the Formula One racing there? It actually overlaps the end of DEMA, and eh, kind of, not really. It's like Dima's Tuesday through Friday. Formula One race is Saturday, Sunday. They have some preliminary races, I believe, on Friday. So there were some people, you know, concerned, like, oh, my gosh, how are they going to be able to have the show in Vegas and the Formula One race is going on? We're going to be you know competing with all these race uh, fans and it's going to cause the hotel nights to go through the roof it's going to cost uh, us a fortune to exhibit at the show or go to the show it's going to be priced out of the market that kind of thing uh long story short the ta- town halls were set up to address those concerns and Tommy Grum from uh, Dema executive Dr- uh, director of Dema yeah you know, put on a presentation of here's what we have found out about the Formula 1 race and how it will affect the DEMA show in Las Vegas. Long story short, it doesn't because they've blocked out more than enough rooms for anybody and then some. If you want to go to DEMA next year or this year, I should say, in Vegas uh, at a reasonable rate, I mean, if you book inside the DEMA block, you're going to get a really good price on your hotel room, as you always do uh, when you go to the DEMA show. But they've actually upped the number of rooms that they're blocking out with the uh, hotels by the convention center. Uh, so they could, uh, you know, cover that base and they've they've got more than enough uh, rooms to handle, you know, <laughs> a record number of attendees and exhibitors at the DEMA show in Vegas this year. So that's not going to be a problem. Uh, and as far as, you know, airfare, eh, you might want to get your airfare a little sooner just to be safe. But looking at it, how it operated this year really didn't affect airline tickets to Vegas either uh, for uh, when the Formula One race was going on. So, definitely on the front side, you know, at the beginning of the show, it's going to have very little, if any, impact. And on the back side, maybe the only downside would be, you know, the show goes through Saturday or Friday, Dima, and then the race starts up. You know, if you're flying out Friday night or Saturday night, eh, the airport might be a little bit more busy, but, you know, the racers are going to be coming, the divers are going to be going, you know, so. You're 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 gonna be at the arrivals and departures uh, you know, uh por- portions of the airport. And they might be a little bit more busy, but it shouldn't be that big a deal. And they, they talked to some other shows that were going on this past year with the Formula One race that was going on at the same time that has had the same concerns and it really ended up being a non factor for them. So they've kind of addressed you know all the concerns pretty well, uh, Roz, from what I saw. And I don't have any doubt that you know the dima show in vegas is going to be fine the formula 1 race is going to be a non factor and if anything it could be you know a bonus because if you want to go to dima this year in november in las vegas you could stay over a couple of days if you end up scoring some tickets for the formula 1 race you could go see the race and do the dima show <laughs> you know so there were people that were asking questions about hey if we go to DEMA, can uh, can you set up a deal where we get a discount on a Formula One race? And they're like, mm, we never thought about that. Maybe we'll look into it. But, you know, you can do your own deal. You hear what I'm saying, Roz, if you're into that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think it's more of a positive than a negative, which was, like I said, that was the only thing that was probably coming out of the Dima show that was kind of like people were concerned about from what I heard. Other than that, the business was great, everybody was very upbeat, and I would like to think that's going to just continue throughout the year and, and go on. The, only, the other thing, I mean, we do got all this issue with the uh, elections you know, coming up, that's going to uh, make things a little volatile, and of course, you know, inflation in the U.S. has been ugly, and I guess it's pretty bad over there in the U.K. too right now, is that the deal? you think
4: yeah they're, 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 we've got i don't know if it's happening on your products but like our chocolate bars are getting smaller
2: what oh my um, gosh the, they better the not
4: prices, the prices are still the same so they're they're saying they're holding the prices but actually yeah. when you look at your chocolate bars and your cereal and your coffee um that kind of thing it's called sh- shrinkflation right and, uh, okay they're playing that game products huh? yeah they're getting tiny right um but they're they're but the prices remain the
2: same. Okay. So well, they're trying to,
4: kind of think of they're trying that to cheat.
2: That's what they're doing. Well, hopefully, yeah. you know, things can calm down a little bit and, you know, we'll just hopefully just keep going in the right direction and uh, nothing major will happen with uh, other than the typical uh, political landscape that's always uncertain and makes things a little, you know, shaky. But you know, overall, I think the vibe coming out of DEMA and going into the new year was very positive. Everybody was, uh, the the two words that always get thrown around, cautiously optimistic that things are going to continue to get a little bit better for the dive industry. Are you, are you with me there, you think, from the people you spoke with? What do you think?
4: Yes. All right. Yes. Good.
2: Good. So we have that in common. And, uh, you know, and if things get ugly and there's another war, some crazy thing breaks out, I say, just send everybody diving, uh, and then put them underwater. They can't yell at each other, and then they'll bring the world together. How about that? That's
4: actually
2: a very sensible thing, Greg. Yeah, see? You go underwater, go diving, uh, you can't hear the other person bitch about stuff, and then they can just kick back and enjoy the underwater world. I'm telling you, it would solve all the world's problems. I might be Remember oversimplifying be things a little yeah,
4: we're back to Neil and Peter drinking rum, aren't we?
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, that might be. You know, it's it's coming back in waves, like flashbacks. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, I I think it would bring the world together. The more people we can bring into our world of diving, the happier they will be, and the happier we will be. You can agree with that. Uh, rum influenced Absolutely. or not?
4: Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, Roz, it is always a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for the update, and uh, we'll have to circle back and talk to you after that Go Dive Now show there in uh, beginning of March. Sound good?
4: Yeah,
2: looking forward to it. And uh, look, that's hour one. We got hour two on deck. Much, much more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. You can
3: hear it on Scuba Radio, the world's first scuba diving show from Captain Ron. Jock Gusteau, they all know Scuba Radio, on the boat or down below, if you want to stay in the know,
1: if you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Let's go! Scuba Radio.
0: Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba